Welcome to the Rutledge Perspective. I'm your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about things that are top of mind as you navigate your career, whether corporate or otherwise. The plan is to get you out of your rut or talk you off the ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Welcome to the village. Welcome to this week's episode of The Rutledge Perspective. And today we're gonna be talking about choices. We all have them. And regardless of what your employer says, you really do have a choice, a choice in how you show up, a choice in how much work you do, a choice in whether you decide you want to continue to be there and be engaged, or whether it's time for you to make a decision to do something else. And all of those choices come into play when you are trying to decide what your next step is. There's a great podcast that's going on right now. I'm a huge Malcolm Gladwell fan, and he has a new podcast called Revisionist History. And actually, I think it's probably in season three now. And one of the episodes talks about um, Wilt Chamberlain and Rick Berry and that whole idea of granny shots and how Rick Berry was able to become one of the best free throw shooters in the NBA using this granny shot. And the whole idea around this podcast is what are the decisions we make? What are the pressures that we have around the decisions we make? And how is that pressure keeping us from doing things that we know are right? So for example, Wilt Chamberlain is arguably one of the best basketball players ever in the NBA, but his free throw shooting was horrendous. At one point, he and Rick Barry were teammates. They talked about it. Rick Barry even gave him some pointers on how to do this shot. And Wilt Chamberlain, in one game, actually used this underhanded shot and did extremely well. And his coach even told him, you would be indispensable to our team. You're great now, but you'd be indispensable if you really were a great free throw shooter. He only used the shot once. And even though the shot proved to be perfect for him, it worked, he knew it would work, he couldn't do it anymore. And when he was asked about it, his response was, you know, I know it's the right thing to do, but I felt silly. I felt stupid, so I didn't do it. So he was willing to make the choice to do something that was not going to benefit him because the feeling and the pressure around it was so great. So if you translate that into what you do every day, think about the choices you make. Think about the courage you have to have. Think about the pressure of the culture that's around you. And what exactly are you trying to do? What choices are you trying to make? Leaders in particular, We cannot treat our employees as if they don't have choices. When you start to treat employees like they don't have choices, you begin to devalue what they are bringing to you. You begin to devalue their input. You begin to devalue their unique perspective that could actually bring something to the table that you never thought of. But when you treat them like they don't have a choice, that means your attitude towards them or your ability to negate something that they would say seems normal. It seems okay because They don't have a choice except to stay. We saw this a lot in the recession in 2007, 2008, where employees were feeling very put upon. Employers were getting rid of people, so you now had one person doing the job of four. But because the economy was so bad, there wasn't as much pressure to treat people well. There wasn't as much pressure to do the right thing by employees. And my perspective is one of the reasons we're seeing so much around engagement now is because that self-fulfilling prophecy happened. When the economy got better and when people had choices again, those employees who had been loyal, those employees who'd been working really hard, those employees who'd done four jobs for you, 
but you treated them like they didn't have a choice, they now have a choice to go somewhere else. And now companies are scrambling saying, oh my gosh, how do we keep them? Oh my gosh, how do we make them stay? How do we engage them and make sure they're important? Leaders, you have a choice as well. You have a choice in how you treat your employees every day. You have a choice in how you decide to show up. You have a choice in whether or not you tell someone, wow, that is a really great idea. I'm not sure how that would work, but let's schedule some time to talk about it. Versus, you know what, we've never done that before. We don't have time to really do something new. You have a choice in what message you send to your employees. Employees, you have a choice in whether you stay. You have a choice in how you show up. You have a choice every single day in how you want to be perceived by the world. When you decide to get up and get dressed and show up, I believe everyone does that to do the best they can. And then when you walk into the organization, if you're continuously treated like you really don't matter, whether or not you are making a conscious decision, your choice may be to pull back. You're not gonna give 100% because why? Nobody appreciates it anyway. You're not necessarily gonna contribute. You're not necessarily gonna say, you know, I hear what they're saying, but this is the thing they're not thinking about and it really could have an impact. So make your decision, make your choice before you walk in the door every day. How are you going to show up? And if it's a chance where you really aren't feeling connected, you really aren't feeling like it's still the right place for you, then step back, slow down, take a moment to think and decide, is this just a moment? Is there stuff just happening and people are stressed out? Or do I really feel like this has been consistent enough that I might need to make a different choice? Whether that choice is to maybe look at a different department or a different job, something that gives me a chance to grow and expand. Or that choice is I might need to make a decision to move somewhere else because this organization isn't working for me. And understand that all of those choices are valid and all of those choices are reasonable. And you have the ability, the skill, and the power to make the choice that is right for you. So that's the Rutledge perspective for this week. Short and sweet, but really to the point. What choices are you making? Thank you so much for being here. I really want to know what you have done this week. What choices have you made this week and how that's impacted the way you show up every day? Leaders, have you noticed how you're treating your people and understanding the choices that they have to see? Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. You can see a replay of this um, or read my blog on my website at laurelrutledge.com. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to The Rutledge Perspective. Thank you for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please like us on iTunes. You can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com. And you can subscribe to the show where you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. Oh, and if there is someone you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutledge perspective, please pass it along.